Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Van Leen, joined alongside Logan Plant. How you doing, Logan? It's, it's been a couple weeks. It's good to be back, Kev. We were gone for a while. And hey, we used to say in college uh, that when we took a week off from our radio show, the next shows were always one of the best. So I have lofty expectations for today. <laughs> oh, Hopefully we can reach those expectations. Zach Ross is also here. How you doing, Zach? I didn't do any extra preparation to make this a better show than normal. So hopefully I'll just think of some stuff on the fly to make it extra special. That's how we do it here. You know, we it's it's entirely random what stuff sticks. So exactly. We'll see, we'll see if something sticks. Uh, this we've got a new game to talk about. Nintendo Switch Sports is out. Also, we've got the indie world on the side here. So if you might see us story, occasionally looking over to the side. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll be here to talk about it. If anything else. Uh, we probably won't really mention it, but it's fun. We'll, usually, we'll we're here. Usually, we're timeless and like you never know when we're actually recording. But yeah, but, it is the indie world literally starts in less than a minute, and we're just following it on on our second screens here. <laughs> yep. Uh, so it'll be fun if we get a live reaction if Sports Story happens. But I'm gonna guess right now that we're gonna get live disappointment when like the seventh consecutive indie world goes yeah. by with no mention of sports story we're, we're really tired of talking about indie world so we didn't even wait this time mm-hmm. to record until after <laughs> it was done <laughs> yep i mean you can't expect sports story at this point that's that's what we're all waiting for yeah. here once you give so up long hope, that that's when it's going to show up well, yeah, so i mean go. i've got a lot of hope yeah. now so now it's not going to show up so it's an Maybe endless cycle drop another delay announcement i don't know hey maybe <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so if, if they talk about that, we'll be here to talk about it. But first, let's talk about Nintendo Switch Sports. Both of you guys have played it Finally. for a little while now. Yeah. I'll throw it to Zach first since he's the resident Wii Sports fanatic. I am. I would what call myself think? that. Well, I've been dying to talk about this ever since the playtest, but I've been constrained and restricted and everyone, <laughs> Nintendo does not everyone would get mad at me thing. when I tried to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but now that restriction has been lifted, the game is finally out. I've had a chance to play a good amount of it, um, and I like it a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, it does harken back to this, the nostalgia and the feelings that I got from playing Wii Sports many years ago, um, and not so many years ago. I play it on the reg occasionally, whenever I just bust out my Wii. Um, so uh, going in and playing Switch Sports pretty much gave me everything I was looking for, um, minus some of the sports that I wish were there um, from Wii Sports that didn't make it across, like boxing, baseball, some of the Wii Sports resort stuff. But now that we're in the modern age of gaming, that stuff very likely could be added in the future because we know golf is coming. Um, But the sports that are included are a lot of fun. I like them a lot. There are some I clearly like a lot more than others, given the ones that I play mostly are tennis and bowling. Those are my top two, um, followed by, you know, Chambara, I like a lot. Uh, soccer and volleyball, I am less into. And badminton is also a bit middle ground. So um, there's there's a clear ranking of the sports in my mind, but that's not the ranking that everyone's going to have. Um, all the sports are, are decently fun, so anyone could get attached to whatever sport they find the most fun. Uh, looking over to the indie world, nope, not sports story. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I just, yes, I stick to what I've been playing. Um, the structure of it's a little weird in what you can do. You can play locally, uh, split screen, uh, with friends. You could play co-op online with friends, or you can play just online against randos and, uh, or you could play single player against CPUs and each 
like offers like a weird variation of what you can do in these sports. Like you don't really have a lot of options in like the different bowling options when you're playing online you only get like the the sudden death competition mode so some stuff is locked out of different um play styles which i find a little weird um but still a lot of fun i mostly do online um logan's been gone but when he has been able to play we've played it together um and the just you know playing with your friends online also a lot of fun and I've also been able to do local co-op, so I've had a chance to pr- do pretty much all that, and it all runs pretty smoothly. Um, when I was playing with Logan and we were talking on the phone, I did notice some delay. Um, I'm not sure how the netcode works. It feels smooth on my end, but I did notice a delay in when he was reacting to things and when I was seeing them. So I'm really not sure how they pulled it off to make it feel as smooth as it does because there is a noticeable delay. So yeah, It was, it was badminton it, where you were noticing that, where like I yeah. was hitting it, like well after you hit it to me, but it looked smooth on both of our games. And exactly. Really and weird. on bowling, I was like strike, and then you were like, "Okay, let's see if you get a strike." And I was like, "I just got a strike." And you're like, "Oh, I'm still watching you." Bowl. <laughs> I can see the future. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, at least it feels smooth. I guess that's what's most important. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of fun. Uh, it's got like these modern style. Uh, a reward-based system with limited time rewards like Fall Guys does or like a Battle Pass type system where when you're playing online, which is the only way to unlock cosmetics, you can't unlock cosmetics unless you play online against random people. Uh, Every time you play a match, you earn points, then you like gain a reward after you earn 100 points. So each game is like worth a different amount of points, whether you win, lose, which game you play, that type of stuff. And once you hit 100 points, you get a random prize on like a pass and the passes are like 10 days a piece. Um, so I'm not sure how long this is going to be supported if they're going to reuse passes um, because I have not unlocked everything on the first pass and I think it just ended. So I don't know if some of those items are not ever coming back, but uh, still an, a, a good way to keep me interested because if I see something on a, a battle pass that I want to like customize my character or use a different piece of equipment, uh, looking over at the indie world, nope, we're good. Um, <laughs> then I, I'm more motivated to hop in and play some rounds. And then once I start playing, I kind of just play for at least an hour uh, before it gives me that warning of like, you've been playing for an hour. You should. Oh yeah, I've you, seen do that. you want to take a break? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, all is right. This is like go touch grass or something, or is that something no? That was, uh, that, that was Photoshop. That was yeah. That was okay, that was yeah. uh-huh. that would have been. What does it actually say? Uh, it says, says you've been you playing for an break? hour. Do you want to take a break? Yeah, yeah. like you used to on the Wii. Yeah. yeah, and it does that on Ring Fit, too. Um, yeah. I guess if it's more physical activity and movement with the motion controls. It's not very strenuous, I've found. I mean, my shoulder does get a little tired because I play so much tennis, but other than that, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty breezy. You can play it sitting down. I have not used the leg strap once. You can just use the, the motion controls on for soccer. I don't even know how to use the, Dude, the leg strap. <laughs> I, I am a little baffled by the the integration of the leg strap is one of my weirdest things with this game because it's get there's going to be a post-launch update that adds leg strap support for the normal soccer which is that when you're actually on the field running around kicking passing and trying to score the ball but right now it's only available in penalty kicks that's it so the physical edition comes bundled with this whole leg strap just for the penalty kick mode, which is like the most shallow mode in the entire game, not just soccer, the entire thing. I was playing, I was playing a local split screen in the soccer penalty kicks, and it's like 
fine, but it's nothing special. So I'm I'm curious to see how much it works in soccer because right now it's like, yeah, I know they want to make it like feel like you're actually kicking a ball or whatever, but it, it's not worth it. It's not worth the the physical addition having come bundled with this just for this really shallow penalty kick mode. Uh, but yeah, I'm enjoying the game. I think that the the single player offering is somehow feels even thinner than it did on the Wii. I guess because the game itself felt a bit more novel on the Wii. But I remember there were leaderboards, and then you had that like graph of like your character's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And there's none of that here. There's no leaderboard. There's no nothing. It keeps track of your personal best, but that's kind of it. Uh, and then. Yeah, like you said, Zach, something I found weird is the the limitation of different modes, whether you're local, online with friends, mm-hmm. or online in general. Because bowling, for example, you can do the uh, the bowling online is just the survival. It is only yeah. the survival bowling, which is basically a battle royale. You start with 20 people, and then every couple of frames, it people are eliminated based on their score. But then locally and and online with friends you can play this obstacle bowling where you have to like bowl around like different barriers in the lane or there's these like moving posts that you have to like time when you do your throw or there's like a ramp so you have to bowl a little harder so the ball can make it up the ramp that's a super cool mode and then it's just not online but then something annoying about playing online with friends is that you and I can't just play a game two people like you can locally. You have to have eight computers. And then just like Mario Golf, once we're done, we have to sit there and watch the computers finish their frames. And it's like, why is that a thing? Like, just let me skip past that. So there's just some really weird differences when I can play just locally with four people and not have any computers. But then when I want to play with Zach, it's like, all right, but you got to watch Joe uh, bowl his his computer (laughs) frames that are pretty inconsequential. So I think that's, that's a little strange. And then, yeah, the Battle Pass approach is very much what we've been seeing from Nintendo's online lately, really incentivizing that online play. Like Mario Tennis Aces, where you needed to play a certain amount to unlock the the new character skins. It's just like that. Uh, but So you have this punch card, but then there's like 15 mm-hmm. items on it. And then every time you level up, you get to pick which punch card you want to stamp, but then you unlock a random item from it. So mm-hmm. there's these really cool glasses that Zach got that I didn't have got time to get try. since I was gone. Yep. I stamped that thing nine times. There were only like five items left, and I couldn't get the one thing I wanted, and then it expired last night. So I I missed out on that, which is uh, a little rough. But yeah, I think that the gameplay is fun. I think that the motion controls work pretty well. I think that bowling is is still the highlight for me, like it was in Wii Sports. Uh, I think that badminton is actually pretty cool. It feels very precise, and uh, there's a lot of back-and-forth action in that. I'm excited for golf. When you play online, it says available sports, and then it shows the six that are currently in it, and then there's only one empty slot for golf, presumably, so oh, it seems hmm. like they're only adding one sport, uh, but I'm, I miss baseball. I miss some of the stuff in Wii Sports Resort. I, I think that the sports are mostly good, but between volleyball, tennis, and badminton, it's like, okay, we have three sports that are about hitting a object over a net. To the other person and they they all feel really similar when it's like mm-hmm. you could have had more variety if you had like baseball instead of instead of volleyball or something like that or boxing instead of badminton i think there could have been more variety in the gameplay where right now it kind of feels like chambara and bowling are great the net sports are, are range from okay to good and then soccer sucks 
Soccer's really bad. I think it's terrible. Uh, it's like, it feels almost like watered down fall ball. Like it feels worse than fall ball feels in fall guys. That's not and, good because fall ball is pretty awful. Yeah. So yeah. soccer is definitely the low point for me, which is a disappointment as one of the only new sports that this thing has to offer. And then I think volleyball, another new one, is the is the second worst. So I think the new sports that they have in there are kind of the worst offerings. And the, the ones that I look to go back to are Chambara, which was my favorite in Wii Sports Resort, and then bowling, which was my favorite in Wii Sports. So it very much is just Wii Sports pretty much, but, I mean, it's at a lower price point. So if, if you're nostalgic for that, I think it's a fun party game. I have fun playing online with Zach. I had fun in local split screen. It's just... Just like the original Wii Sports, if you want to play alone, there's not much to do. Which I didn't feel in Resort. I felt like there was a lot for me to do alone in Wii Sports Resort. And then this just feels like a, a downgrade. So maybe I, I want there to be like a Resort DLC or something like that. But I don't know yeah. if that's going to be in the cards. Yeah. No, and it, it also feels like you should be comparing it to Wii Sports Resort as compared to the original. Because the original was just a little pack-in title. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, was, obviously, uh, it's not a fully long. priced game, but you have to it's go out of your way to it. pay for this. And Wii Sports yeah. Resort was in a similar boat. And I think that part of the deal for that was you could get the Wii Motion Plus. Yep. So I don't even think at the time it was necessarily a full price game because you got the controller with it. And then unlike and again, the leg strap, the Wii Motion Plus was useful for other games like Skyward Sword or, or other things. And then the leg strap... It, the only thing it's useful for is Ring Fit Adventure, but it comes bundled with that, and the only way to get Ring Fit is physically. So it's like, what? The leg strap isn't really going to have wide-ranging use as a reason to pick this thing up like the Wii Motion yeah. Plus did for, for Wii Sports Resort. Do you think Mario Strikers, maybe? Leg strap? Anybody? <laughs> I do anything not about know how that. that would work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be insane. Yeah, uh, it is... Because you look at Wii Sports Resort and they really took Wii Sports and really fleshed it out. You know, they added, not only did they add more sports for you to do, but they added a world for it to exist in. And that was kind of a fair amount of the fun was, mm -hmm. you know, flying around in the, uh, the island exploration mode or even just, you know, exploring the world in different ways. You know, exploring it when you're doing... The sword fighting, you have to like sword fight across the bridge or mode. even just running where you're running across this map and it feels like you are on this resort and you're there and they built this world. And it's kind of interesting that you have a non-pack-in title that really goes back to bare bones basics and in some cases seems seemingly even more bare bones than the pack-in was. Yeah, that's something I was always impressed with. some with sports not being there. About Resort. Zach and I played Wii Sports Resort recently. I think after the announcement of Switch Sports, we dove back into Wii Sports Resort. And that, Kev, was the thing I was most consistently enjoying in that game was just the, the different ways you interact with the same places on that island so like you fly through the volcano in your plane and then there's an archery level where you're down inside the volcano uh, and you have to fire at a target way away and like the the heat draft lifts it way up so you have to account for that and i just really like that the different like oh i know this place because this island is in this different game and then you do it in archery or you do it in the flying or you, you're jet skiing around and you see oh i see that landmark that i recognize from this other thing and it does feel like this this place that you're actually spending time where the Switch Sports, what's it called? Like Spaco Campus or something like that? Spaco <laughs> yeah. Square? It, Smock? It, there's some variety in like the tennis courts, but then the sword fighting, like you were in this awesome arena 
in Wii Sports Resort with an audience. Yeah, hey, over the water on the on the coast yep. there. And it lives on yeah. through Smash also, that Woohoo Island stage. But now the Spaco Square feels like a glorified university rec center. And it's like yeah. a weird, like the bowling alley. Like it just there's like these people just walking around, like three people will be watching the sword fighting match, like sitting down, like sitting on some benches and stuff. And it's like, I get the vibe they were going to. It, fe- it does feel like that kind of college vibe, but it's like, it's not nearly as iconic as Woohoo Island is either. So if that's something you liked about Wii Sports Resort, there's none of that here. It is, it is pretty, pretty bland in terms of the actual settings you're playing these sports in. Yeah. And I, I do have a, a complaint. I don't know if we want to keep talking about this. We've been talking about it for a while, but I do have a quick complaint. Um, it's more of a concern than a complaint because I, it hasn't been an issue yet. But uh, when you're playing online uh, on Switch Sports and you're good enough at a sport, it will put you into a ranked mode. It will, um, I don't even think it gives you the option. You, you It forces you into ranked and you get a rank and you start at E rank and every t- and the difficulty spike is pretty big because you're basically playing against people who aren't good enough to get, a, get get into ranked originally. And then once you're good enough, it puts you into ranks and then you're, the, the difficulty spike goes up. So now you're playing against much dif- more difficult uh, opponents. And this happened to me on tennis. So I was playing against difficult opponents. And every time I would win, my rank would go up a little and then I would go to E plus and then uh, D minus and so on and so forth. And when you lose, your rank doesn't go down. So I'm worried that I will get to a point where I'm losing every match because I'm a C rank fighter and, you and I've gotten to C rank, back. but I can't drop back down. So I'm losing to everybody. So it will be unbearable to play tennis because I'm losing every match. <laughs> That's How many funny. matches were you losing without it? dropping you was this um, like a, a match or two that when, you dropped or were before you like losing yeah. five in a row and it it wouldn't so, drop you back down bef- yeah before ranked i won every match um then it put me in ranked then i would lose like every maybe you know five or i would win maybe five out of seven um and it's been going like that and i'm it, the bar doesn't go up very fast. Um, so I'm still in like the low D minus. Um, but the matches are hard. I'm getting to like deuce every time. <laughs> so I'm I'm worried I'm reaching a cap with skill that will eventually um, lock me out of having fun ever again in <laughs> Switch Sports Tennis. That's, so, that's weird that you don't drop I, down. I know. I, I was thinking about that because ranked mode in fighting games is very consistent where mm-hmm. if you keep doing poorly, it will lower your rank. So you play more people who are, who are, you know, lower rank, and then you can practice against them, build back up to the original rank. So I don't know if I lose like 10 in a row, it's going to drop me a rank, but yeah, how, how much do you have to lose for it to yeah. drop you back if it does it all? And it every Nintendo like game does system. that. I mean, Mario Kart yeah. has that system. Splatoon has that system. Mm-hmm. Smash yep. has that system. It's like, why doesn't this? That is that is super so, bizarre. Yeah, that was that was a, a weird little thought that I had. Is that eventually, if you're good enough at every sport, it, you'll just it'll be impossible to win. Eventually, the one thing that is this is the last thing I'll say too before we get to news is that uh, the. They, I'm, I'm a tennis player in real life. I played in high school and I, I play in some rec leagues now after college. 
they don't they don't score tennis properly. Like it, it's it, not anymore. They it don't bugs the heck out of me. Like even in so in online, it's like seven point tiebreakers, right? So you yeah. first to seven points mm-hmm. wins. Yep. There's a very dictated order about who is supposed to be serving on what side at what number of points. And switch sports, I can't even figure out the pattern they're going for because it's not accurate. I also couldn't. It is not yeah. right how how you serve. Like if there's an even number of points you're supposed to serve from the right side, then an odd number of points you serve from the left side. But this is just all over the place. And I'm like, this is how do you not get the rules of the game right? in one of your six sports that you had to make like that was just insane to me that they didn't have the the proper scoring system for tennis. i know we sports had the proper scoring system did it have the proper serving it did etiquette? yeah we sports was right from that's, what i remember what happened <laughs> just the best yeah yeah, so yeah that's bizarre but switch sports is fine it's pretty much I, what i thought it would be but some of the new sports are worse than i thought they'd be yeah so, it's fine all right <laughs> It's fine. That, that's uh-huh. All we can ask, right? Yep. Yeah. You can't be asking for Wii Sports Resort. That's way too much. No. Nope. Just got to go play that again. All right. Do we want to get into some news? Uh, nothing has happened on the indie world front yet. Okay. I will say that's real quick, uh, one up, game that so. they showed that I really like to look up is Elekhead. Uh, it's this uh, uh, electric puzzle platformer where you are like a conductor and all the ground is metal and you step on different platforms and it manipulates which ones you can and can't walk on um, because because they're electric and different obstacles get in your way. So you have to like light certain torches or not light certain things. It's been on PC for like a year. I've been super interested in it and now it's coming to Switch. So that has been my highlight of, of watching <laughs> this like right. 5% effort. That game looks really cool uh, and it should be a cool puzzle platformer on Switch. But no sports story yet, and we've got like a minute We're left. We're running in down this on time, I think. I think there's only a minute or two left. So uh, it's obviously a one last thing kind of uh, game. Yeah. And then the whole world is probably freaking out about Silk Song right now, hoping that it, that's going to be the one more thing. Unless this thing that I don't know what it is is the one more thing. All right. I feel let, like I've already. <laughs> the, you, the Lambs game, I feel like we've already seen that. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, do okay. we want to get into some news here? Yeah. So Embracer Group. Uh, has agreed to acquire Crystal Dynamics, Eidos, Square Enix, Montreal Studios. That is all of Square Enix's non-Japanese studios. These are developers mm-hmm. of like Deus Ex, Tomb Raider. Uh, Eidos just made the Guardians of the Galaxy game that weirdly didn't perform all commercially, even though it got great reviews critically and was a Marvel game. I don't really know yeah. what happened there. Uh, but we always kind of knew that Square Enix did not seem to think that their non-Japanese studios were generating enough income. Uh, and so now they have sold them off for $300 million, which compared to the mega deals we've been seeing for Tomb Raider, which just has massive potential as an IP, I think everyone's kind of scratching their heads a little bit about the price of this acquisition. Uh, but Embracer Group uh, is kind of an, an up-and-coming publisher here. They also own a lot of different like card games and board games, so they're not just within video games, but... Yeah, Square Enix no longer has Tomb Raider or any of these other things. And and I guess for me, it never really made sense that they had some of these studios. So uh, this acquisition doesn't change a whole lot, I think, uh, in my point of view. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't automatically see Tomb Raider or Deus Ex and think, ah, oh, Square Enix. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not the thought you you think about the uh, the studio behind it rather than Square Enix. And in a world where you think that they're going to reinvest that into some of their studios, 
their studios that they still have. It's like, oh, that's great. When they start talking about all this metaverse stuff and <laughs> and whatnot, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I don't think this is any better of an investment than what you just sold off. But you do you, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's the weird side of it. But I guess as long as their strategy with some of their, their Japanese published games doesn't change, that's all people really care about Square Enix for. And then also to see them uh, sell to not like Microsoft and just add even more studios to them to sell to this other group that you know is still going to keep things third party on all platforms. Um, I thought it was fine. Yeah, and I'm, I'm maybe we see even more from these, these studios now. Uh, like Deus Ex, it's been a long time. And then Tomb Raider, we recently learned that Crystal Dynamics is working on another one. And so now that'll be under a new publisher. So, yeah, maybe maybe this could be a good thing for some of these franchises that Square Enix maybe didn't think were profitable, even though they were. Uh, and now, yeah. now they're under not, new management. Not super profitable. That's the key. <laughs> yeah. They make a lot of money. <laughs> the, yeah. Well, the reason Guardians or you're just of the, the Avengers and just crash and burn. Oh That's the reason why the Guardians of the Galaxy didn't sell well was because people had Avengers PTSD. I mean, it was probably that and the fact that they showed it off like 30 times for like four hours at all yes. these showcases. And it's just it like, got please death make it stop. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But now it's on Game Pass and that's still a game that I want to want to play. Uh, I'm planning on playing it. Yeah. At some point, just too much going on. It looks like we're nearing the end of this thing. I can't tell if it's yeah, over. It's over. <laughs> we're nearing I think the it's end. Over. <laughs> they're, they're doing a sizzle reel right they're now. They're doing the yeah. reel. So, okay, is the reel going to lead into one more thing or is the reel going to lead into goodbye? All right. Uh, this this next story, well, we are very anxious <laughs> for sports story. Uh, this, this one is kind of strange. Uh, Gotham Knights, which is the upcoming uh, Batman spinoff game coming from Warner Brothers, makers of Arkham Origins. They canceled the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One version, so it is now a next-gen exclusive game, and they said not really anything specific besides that it will provide players with the best possible gameplay experience, a pretty generic answer there. It's coming out on October 25 for just PS5, Series XS, and PC now. And let me say, guys, they also revealed some gameplay. It didn't look that great. It looked pretty rough, so... I don't know. This is a game Zach and I were looking forward to playing, but now with a, a really late cancellation for the last gen versions, and then a rough gameplay footage of uh, Nightwing and Red Hood combat, this thing mm-hmm. might. This thing looks like it's in a little bit of trouble. But still, with consoles as hard to find as they are, I find it bizarre that they uh, that they canceled these last gen versions. Yeah, well, these current-gen games are getting harder and harder to run on older consoles. I mean, they probably weren't doing super well in optimizing it for previous consoles and if it came out and it run if it ran like absolute garbage on ps4 and xbox people would just be complaining non-stop um, yeah but cyberpunk so, thing again maybe that's what they had where it's like all right we don't think this is it can't this run is gonna work yeah. on last gen consoles like let's just scrap it yeah well so, so i guess it is a better decision than uh releasing a broken version uh it's just i i guess like it just does make me think of cyberpunk that it just doesn't bode well for what this final <laughs> product's going to be if they uh, weren't be getting it to work on these versions. But hey, if it means that they can spend the next five months really optimizing it for these next gen versions and and making a good experience, uh, that's that's a good thing. Um, also, I learned that this game's only two player co op. I thought it was four because there's four I playable also characters, it but four. it is only yeah. two player co op, which is which is also <laughs> I also just weird. learned that. Yeah. So, but this is the first case we've seen of a, like a canceled last gen version. I think. I can't think of another time that that's happened. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, as with this generation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, with this gen, yeah. With, well, I, with PS5 I don't and think Series so. X. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll probably see some more in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely not the last. Yep. So, so that is uh, Batman. I was optimistic about this game, but now maybe less a wait so. and see. Maybe <laughs> yeah. a wait and see on this one. But last gen mm-hmm. versions canceled. Uh, we got a first word of our pseudo E3 showcase. Xbox and Bethesda announced their showcase for June 12th, which is the same day that they would have done it had E3 been happening. So, uh, kind of proves that the convention itself is super unnecessary. They're, they're still picking the same day. It's still their games yeah. showcase. And guys, this has got to be the big Starfield show. We still know very little it, about yeah, this game. It has to be. It's coming out this year. It's coming yeah. out this fall. Yeah. Wait, it, what was their date? November? November 11th. Yeah. Yep. November 11th. 11. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it, it has to be the big Starfield show, similar to Fallout 4. We didn't really see much of that until the E3 before it came out, and then it did come out that fall. Uh, but... Other expectations, probably Redfall, uh, which is still supposed to oh, come yeah. out this year, the, the multiplayer game from Arcane. But anything else that you guys are hoping to see from this show that's about a month away? <laughs> so much Fable. Please just give it to me. That's all I want. I want Fable and Redfall. I don't even care about, I don't even care about Starfield. You? New Viva Pinata. That's New Viva Pinata. Rare's working on their other thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Four probably not going to see that. Um might not be a bad idea to 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 give an update on what's going on with Halo, <laughs> dude. Season people, two, uh, I uh, I'm not even playing happening? anymore. I just saw a headline that said season two, three four three apologizes for season two's rocky launch. I'm just like, oh no, oh no, yeah, it's it's in a sad state. Uh, they're they're apparently rapidly trying to fix whatever has gone wrong. I'm so disinterested. I'm not even I'm not even following that anymore. Uh, but I want to see more of Avowed, the the mm-hmm. kind of fantasy RPG from Obsidian, makers of the Outer Worlds. Oh, yeah. um, I think that game looked really cool in its original reveal, and could be something I'm interested in. And probably about time to see that because they already announced Outer Worlds two, which isn't going to come until yeah. after this game. So. I think they don't want it to line up with Starfield, but I could see Avowed being maybe a next spring type thing. So I want to see more of that game because that game looked really, really cool. And I liked what I played of Outer Worlds. I didn't I didn't finish it, but I think a, a game like that set in a fantasy setting could, could be really cool. But I'm just excited now, to see oh, that. I will say happening. one more thing. What I do want to see is gameplay because of, mm-hmm. you know, of all the praise you give Microsoft sometimes with, with the stuff that they show off, mm-hmm. the dearth of, uh, of gameplay at some of these showcases can be pretty ridiculous. And now a lot of these have already been announced. We know them. So I am very much hoping that whatever they end up showing, they give you know, a lot of gameplay time to rather than these cinematic trailers. You guys remember that Bring one trailer? The show. Remember that one trailer of like this just like random rock song playing in a garage? And the then garage? Showed, like, yeah. Showed the title yeah, I do remember that, that trailer. What, what was that? Something, some runners? I don't uh, know. It was a new IP. It was like, how, what am I supposed to take from this? What am I, what is that supposed to do for me? Yeah, I want to see gameplay also. I feel like the last couple of years since they've been trying to get back into the game with this next gen, they have been like showing us their hand a lot with things that are very far away. And I don't want it to get into this kind of PlayStation territory where, you know, for years it was just, okay, Spider-Man, Ghost, Death Stranding, Last of Us, every event, every year, four years in a row, because I don't want it to be like that with some of these games. Because also like, 
Hellblade 2 is a game I feel like we've seen like three times and is like yeah. still not out. And I've seen what that game is, and it's just time probably to get it out and stop showing us the so beach. many trailers. Uh, yeah, maybe the Indiana Jones game too that, that was announced yeah. with like a very brief teaser. Uh, it's yeah. hard to remember a lot of these things when you when it is just a title. Uh-huh. Or yeah. especially if it's not from a, a well-established game IP, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a or 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 you know like Bethesda's big new game with like Starfield or whatever. It's, it's hard to keep track of all these games when all you have is a title and a frog eating a, eating a, a fairy. Yep, <laughs> you know I've been I've been I've uh, seen that frog eat that fairy like a hundred times. <laughs> well, June twelfth is a Sunday. That is the day Xbox usually goes in June uh, at ten a.m. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to hopefully some other showcases getting announced here in the coming weeks as well. Oh, Rippy 3, rest in peace. I don't think you're ever coming yeah. back. I don't think so. Yeah, it, I, you know, if if this summer goes off without a hitch and all of these big developers have all of their showcases or whatever and it all runs smoothly, mm-hmm. I don't see how they come back. And it will likely feel yeah. normal to most fans because it'll feel like it did last year. Right, you don't have to go in person. It's all streaming on Twitch or YouTube Uh or wherever you watch that stuff. It's probably going to be the exact same user experience for 98% of people. And I bet people will still colloquially refer to it as E3. They'll just be like, all right, E3 time. And E3 just hasn't been a thing in like a decade at that point. Yeah. What, you just call it like the summer showcases or something if Uh they're all grouped together in, Mm -hmm. in like a week's time? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this this year does feel like the first test because they had the kind of digital thing last year that none of us logged into. I don't know a lot of people that did. And then 2020, no one really did a showcase, not because of E3, but because no one knew the state of their games. So this this feels like the first time there hasn't been an E3 where we'll see if people really notice that it's even gone. Because I'm going to bet no. I, I bet my money on people don't. I mean, and if everyone's still calling it E3, I'm sure that, like, the casual person probably won't even realize. It was like, oh, you know, I watch all these streams on on Twitch. They're calling it E3. Okay. (laughs) Same as always. Yep. And then a weird Xbox issue over the weekend. Uh, Online DRM caused players to not be able to access their games because the servers were experiencing some outages on and off uh, since last Friday. And because of digital ownership, even if you had bought the game... You were still not allowed to launch or start cloud gaming sessions. Uh, yeah, users... what I heard it wasn't even digital only. Physical games had this issue too. Oh yeah, because the physical games on Xbox are basically digital, <laughs> just... which is yeah. really sad. Uh-huh. I guess it makes it easier to get the digital only it console. Made it but... very easy to do that. Yeah. But in another way, that's still incredibly gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't play my Xbox this weekend. I did not experience this, but. This is one of the worries that we always talk about with with digital only and and digital rights management is that it's up to them when you're allowed to play these things that you pay full price for as if it's retail. Yeah. And, you know, with an outage like this, it's a weekend or, you know, it's like five days. But you just think about what happens with end of life, right? Mm -hmm. And if they don't have a plan for end of life, what happens? They can just as easily pull the plug and be like, all right, you know. Xbox has been good about bringing stuff to the next generation, at least right now. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to do that forever. You know, if they get really su- successful with their new games, maybe they don't see it as as big of a deal and maybe kind of like, you know, pull back a little bit from that. But I think that's always the issue 
when you see something like this is not the now, but when it comes to end of life, because we've seen that companies don't really care all that much. And when you get to a point where even your digital games or physical games can't be played without servers that are online, that's when it becomes a big issue at the very least, like with 3DS that, you know, another PSA, the credit cards are going to be going off here pretty soon. So pick up some more of those two weeks, your digital only games will still be able to be played. But with these newer consoles, who knows what it'll be like in 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully it doesn't get worse. I feel like we're kind of, we're kind of reaching the breaking point. I don't know. Cloud gaming is becoming bigger and bigger, uh, which could make all this stuff worse, but I hope not. All right. That's Xbox. Let's get into some Nintendo stuff. Uh, their quarterly earnings report came out and we once again have sales numbers. Same old story. It's selling like crazy. Actually, the big headline for this one is that the Nintendo sold more games last year than ever before in any other year. It was their best software year ever uh, in in company history. Uh, Switch sales were down a little bit, but software sales were way up. Fun fact I saw on Twitter is that there are now more more Switches than pieces of Wii U software. (laughs) I saw that, yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. That's pretty insane. Uh, But we got some... Some numbers for some new games. Most notably, Pokemon Legends Arceus sold 12.6 million copies in two months. What? That, that's, Very impressive, that's especially when it's amount. only one game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, only one versions. game. Uh, maybe on the shelf doesn't really look like a mainline title to the, the casual consumer, but word of mouth got out, the marketing was good, and... 12.6 million for Pokemon Legends. Uh, and, and this isn't... The only Pokemon game coming out this year. You're going to have another 10 plus million seller with Scarlet and Violet at the end of this year. And you look at the top 10 and Legends is probably going to bump Ring Fit Adventure out. And then you're going to have Let's Go, Diamond and Pearl, and Sword and Shield. And surely Scarlet and Violet are going to make it into the top 10. So half of your top 10 is going to be Pokemon titles, which is crazy. Like even the even the DS where it felt like Pokemon was at its peak wasn't that big. It wasn't as huge as it has become on Switch, which, man, it, it's just crazy to me. I guess it's because people like us never stop buying them, and then there's new kids every year that, that start <laughs> buying them. So yeah. the Pokemon bubble is just going to grow and grow uh, forever. I think the most impressive thing here is that Ring Fit has sold as much as it has. You know, That's crazy. Yeah. 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 You know, when that was announced, it looked cool. I I'm still interested in picking it up at some point, but... You know, you wonder with a peripheral like that and with what was it, an eighty dollar? Yeah, eighty bucks. Price tag? Mm-hmm. You know, you just wonder how well how well that would sell. But fourteen fourteen million, right? Mm-hmm. Fourteen million. Fourteen million is wild. Even if it does get bumped off when <laughs> the inevitable onslaught of Pokemon games continue. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, that's still crazy. Yeah. And then a new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe has sold thirteen point three million copies. And we haven't seen a two D Mario since then. Since Mario Maker in June of 2019, there's been no new 2D Mario games. And it's like, there's got to be something in the works for that, for that series. It's it's such a big seller and it's such a core part of Nintendo. I just think it's crazy that we have not gotten word of a 2D Mario game. Maybe this year. Maybe this year we'll, we'll hear something about 2D Could Mario. Be. That'd be nice. Maybe, yeah. maybe they're just pulling the same thing that they're pulling with Mario Kart, where they're just like, well, it's selling well enough and... Once the next console comes around, we can we can focus on it then. Yeah. And Mario Maker, they did not sell super well, and they really abandoned quickly support for that game. So I think that series is probably dead 
which is a shame because I think it's yeah. it's incredible. I never got into two as much as one though. Like Mario Maker one is still the peak of that series, um, but I think it's probably done after two, which is a shame because it's it's so much more interesting than anything the new Super Mario Bros. games have done <laughs> in in five entries. So yeah, that's a disappointment. But I want to see where two D Mario goes from here. I think that. That should be an NO2 or something at some point. Because if it's just new Super Mario Bros. again, to me, that's a problem. That is a problem. If well, they just roll that out like, maybe sixth time in a row. Maybe the, the next one in the series could have maybe a, a slightly watered-down version of a level maker. And they could just integrate that into the standard new Super Mario Bros. 2D platforming series. Yeah. Or they could do uh, themes, even. Like, if yeah. they don't do... If they don't do like any form of of level editor, at least giving people the themes would be a, a very interesting. If you could somehow design the levels around that, where all they all work, and it's all feels cohesive enough, because the issue with, with the new Super Mario Brothers games is they all feel super bland. Mm-hmm. But if you have graphics packs for all of these classic games, maybe that smooths it over a little bit, you yeah. know, and makes it a little bit less bland when you don't have to play the new Super Mario Bros skin on it but mm-hmm. i don't know that'd be cool or if it was just a game where they're like world one is super mario brothers world two is super mario like history world. yeah yeah, yeah that, that could be something neat too but yeah we'll see that, that feels like an anniversary type project which has come and gone so it's gonna be like yeah. four years yeah. till the next mario anniversary so yeah we'll see and then we can get it for for one year and then and then no more can't buy it uh super mario 3d world deluxe is at 9.4 million Excited to see that uh, outstanding game that's going to cross 10 million. Luigi's Mansion 3 has always surprised me at 11.4 million. Like, heck, I look at that game and I don't see a 10 million seller. I'm, I'm thrilled that it has. It's a great game. But yeah. And then Splatoon 2 is at 13.3. Skyward Sword HD 3.9. And then the one I want to talk about for a second here Metroid Dread 2.9 million. It is now the best selling Metroid game ever. But I sense some disappointment within the Nintendo community that it was not a bigger hit than this. When you look at the numbers side by side to everything else on Switch, how it sells, and then that Metroid Dread uh, in, what what has it been, seven months has still not crossed the three million mark. So, I don't know. To me, I see best-selling Metroid ever for a 2D game, and I'm like, Metroid Prime 4 could be really big. I, I think 2.9 million is enough, probably, to warrant another 2D Metroid game. Um, but... It does feel a little low, so I want to get your guys' take on that. Yeah, I think I think it's enough for what it is. I wouldn't call that like a, a major disappointment or flop or anything. Mm-hmm. But you do look at these lists of games, and the Switch is very well known for having high attach rates where people go out and buy a bunch of games for it. Maybe it's just that Dread isn't as approachable. You look at the yeah. list of these games, yeah. and you know, you've got a lot of Pokemon games on there, you know, Mario games and and Breath of the Wild and stuff like that. And I feel like Metroid Dread maybe is not as approachable to a more casual fan as some of these other titles are. I don't know, though. I, I feel like at the very least those sales will warrant another one. But I guess the concern is that you have another situation like Metroid Prime, where that thing comes out and sells well enough, mm-hmm. but then you get the sequel and not as many people pick it up as did the first one. And then it kind of goes from there. I feel like people were probably hoping for more so that it could ride out a little bit longer because generally I feel like sequels don't perform as well sales wise Mm -hmm. most of the time. 
Yeah, and you, you pushed... Nintendo did everything they could. They pushed it as hard as they possibly could. It was the big fall game last year. They launched it on the same day as their new console. They had Amiibo. They, it was a centerpiece in, in the big E3 Direct. So I think the game they, was great. The, the marketing cycle was huge. Yeah, the game was phenomenal. But I think it is just a big combination of things like you were saying, Kev. I think if a parent is in a store buying a game for their kid and they see a, a, a pretty serious-looking game called Metroid Dread, they're maybe not drawn to that one as much as they're drawn to like Mario, Luigi, Pokemon, the safe Nintendo things that you know about. Because, I mean, let's be real, a lot of casual fans probably don't know what Metroid is. Like, they know who Samus is, maybe, from Smash Bros. I don't know if they necessarily correlate that, if they see Metroid Dread on the shelf. Uh, and then... I think what did hurt it was not having an easy mode at launch. It got an easy mode later, but I think that a lot of people probably didn't pick it up because they heard how hard it was, and then it didn't have an easy mode until like four months later, and then by that point, kind of the, the hype cycle was over. Um, so maybe that's something they learned from for the next one. But also 2D games just don't sell as well as, as 3D yeah. games do. So I have hope that maybe Metroid Prime Remake and Prime 4 can be the big moment that this series has been desperately needs and has been waiting for, but... I hope it's not the end of 2D Metroid because Dread was out, was outstanding and I really want to see Mercury Steam make more of these things. Uh, I think $3 million is enough. I do. For I what do the too. budget of this thing probably was and how well it was critically received, I think it's probably enough to give it another shot uh, in, in a couple of years. The question is, then what happens there? Yeah. yeah. You know, if, if that doesn't reach the $3 million that Dread reached... Mm-hmm. At that point, does that mean that, you know, we're killing it off for a while? I feel like there might be a lot riding on that next one. Yeah. I love Dread, though. So I knew a lot of people who bought two copies to try and bump, bump the sales numbers up. Dang. Yeah. I feel bad because I bought zero have a copies. wallet that fat uh, to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Yep. Yeah, same. Okay. So that is a Nintendo Switch sales report. Things are going well. Hopefully Metroid gets another chance. Monster Hunter Rise got another digital event. They showed off three new monsters coming to the game for Sunbreak. Two of them are alternate forms of monsters from the base Rise game. And then one of them is the flagship monster from Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Its name is eluding me at the moment. I, for, I forgot it immediately is the problem. And then uh, and I never went back to look at it. They also announced a new Pro Controller, which is coming. Uh, the original game also got a Pro Controller. There's like six Switch Pro Controllers, and two of them are now Monster Hunter Rise. And this game's getting so like three new Splatoon, Amiibo. It's like... Blade, yeah, and uh, Smash. And that's it. Smash, right. right. Yeah. Oh, okay. There wasn't a Skyward Sword one? Oh, those were Joy-Cons. Yeah, the Joy-Cons. Yeah. Joy-Cons, yeah. Yeah, but the, the Pro Controller is pretty cool. has the malzano vampire monster on it uh but thing i want to talk about with zach here is that they announced this new mode where you can go on missions with characters from the town so you can take these Mm -hmm. these characters from the hub world from the story that in world and rise to this point basically just serve in cutscenes and that's it and actually go out and hunt alongside them as npcs but then they said that this mode is single player only and yep. it's with story characters, but it's unclear Some if it's part of story. the story. So is it yeah. going to lock you out of content again? Is is that the question? That's the, that's worry. the concern. <laughs> the worry We've been is... waiting for them to announce something of along the lines of you'll be able to play with your friends through the story quests as and not just the mm-hmm. the hub quests. Uh, but it's not looking that way to me. Um, so I'm a little concerned. Uh, yeah, but they still haven't given us a definitive answer as of yet. 
Yep. Nothing's out. Uh, June 30th. June 30th. June, so yeah. month and a half away, yeah. basically. There's three big questions I still had about Sunbreak, and I still feel like they've yet to be answered. I've wondered, <laughs> is the difficulty going to be there? Like, is there going to be more content that's actually hard that we need to work towards accomplishing? Are the, so. are the Is the main quest going to be hub quests or village quests? Single player or multiplayer? Please be hub quests. It, gosh, yeah. if I have to play that thing alone, that would that would be really disappointing. And is the Rampage coming back? Because the Rampage is a horrible gameplay mechanic from base rise that we hated, and it made us do way too much. And we haven't seen any footage of that, so right now I'm inclined to say it's not coming back, but I could see them, I could see them shoehorning that in and uh, making us do that again. But... They've had like four digital events for Sunbreak and not told me any of these three things. I know, yeah. they're pretty important things too. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it all shakes out. I think the difficulty is gonna be there. Um I am I don't I don't think we're gonna be able to play story quests together. So that's about where oh. I'm at right now. All right. Have they said if this is like the last uh showcase before they launch it or are they going to be they said we have more to announce soon so i think there's going to be another one (laughs) soon's got to be really soon because soon is when the game comes out yeah all right but uh new pro controller looks cool i just wish that they were different colors they're always gray they're always the same gray and then just have like an overlay and i don't know why they're doing that sometimes the handles are a different color but yeah, well, Splatoon had like the the paint on them, mm-hmm. and, and Xenoblades was yeah you know, the handles they were, like, were red. different. Yeah, yeah. And the Smash handles are white, but the actual base of the controller itself is always the same color, which is some <laughs> some decal. So that's interesting. But very excited for Monster Hunter uh, to get back into it. Should be a good time uh, next month. Also next month, my most anticipated game of the year. After the Zelda delay, Mario Strikers Battle League got a new trailer. So it got a Japanese gameplay trailer, but then they also released the intro video. Uh, So there's been a couple of things swirling around. Uh, The gameplay trailer, I think it looks really good. I think that this game looks great. They are doing kind of the approach we've talked about before, where it looks like they're only launching with 10 characters. And then there's going to be more through free updates or unlocking through tournaments, which I'm very mixed about. Uh, but from a pure gameplay stance, Kev, I think that this game looks great. I think it looks like it runs at a smooth 60 frames. It looks gorgeous, like you can tell. Next Level Games is working on this because it looks really similar to Luigi's Mansion in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I'm I'm super excited about this the more we see. Yeah, purely based on gameplay, I think it looks great. Um, you know, they showed off... Uh, the main thing that they were showing off here was just the online play and, you know, like the um, the leagues that you can do. Um, but from what they showed off with the gameplay, a lot of it is, you know, returning stuff with, you know, body checks and putting them into walls and stuff for the electrocution. But, you know, there was the thing that they showed off that was new where you can body check a teammate who can go in and, and hit them from a distance, uh, yeah. which was cool. They also showed off uh, a lot more of the character customization where, you know, you can customize what your character wears and that'll change their stats and they showed off how that there is a tangible difference there mm-hmm. with your power levels uh you know in terms of how far you can body check somebody or your power when shooting so uh, that should be fun to kind of mix and match not only characters but stats as well um so that was cool for me i guess it's it, it's just that they, they've really focused on the online modes which is great they look fun but that's really really kind of all they've they focused on yeah. beyond just showing off gameplay, which could be in single player or in multiplayer. And you know, I, 
I just wonder if that's going to be it. I mean, Strikers games have never been, it, it's never like a super in-depth story mode or anything, but they always have, you know, the the season mode, basically, like where you're going battles. through this tournament. Yeah. yeah, you'd do the cups and you'd unlock characters and, you know, we haven't seen any of that. So I guess I'm left wondering what is what is in there besides just, you know, single matches, local online and then the online tournaments that they have in the online leagues like what else is there to gonna be because they've also shown off the character roster and it is small you know the the roster that we saw when the game was announced is seemingly what it's going to launch with unless they pull mm-hmm. some sort of surprise and they haven't shown off unlockable characters but part of me thinks that's that at launch this is what you're going to get yeah i and think so you would hope that they're gonna have more characters like they did with some of their previous mario sports games but yeah, I just wonder what the state of the game is going to be at launch because in, just in terms of different modes, they really haven't shown off very much. I mean, Daisy's not there. Daisy's not in the roster. Like she seems like a pretty yeah. quintessential strikers <laughs> character to me. Like when you think of Daisy's like really like rude attitude, like you think of strikers and her kicking Luigi into an electric fence. And it's like, where is she? She's just not in there. You got Rosalina who has apparently replaced Daisy as the number two mushroom kingdom princess. Uh, over the last few years. But yeah, I think like her not being there alone tells me there's gotta be more characters in, in post launch support. There's no way that they're going to leave out Daisy and like toads in there. You got toad. <laughs> yeah. The roster's fine. Other than that though. Um, but it is just small, but I guess the strikers roster has always been kind of small because it was usually just the captains and then the sidekicks. So it was never huge, but I feel like with the customization route they're going for and does, Maybe it's because they're designing individual gear for all these characters, so it takes a lot more than just throwing in a character, um, like in tennis, where they had one outfit. Because, like, I saw some pictures of DK. He had, like, four different, totally different outfits. One, he looked like he was from Tron. He looked super cool. Like, <laughs> it's it's the most personality we've seen in a Mario game in, God, over a decade? Like, easily, I think. So, I'm super excited for it, but I, I do wish there were more characters. And I also worry, like Aces... That game became practically unplayable after the online community left it because there's nothing to do that's worth your time uh, in not online. And I'm, I'm worried that Strikers could turn out that way too when I could still boot up the GameCube one and, and have a great time just messing around in the different modes and menus for an hour. I just I just hope that it it's like that here too. Especially coming off of Switch Sports where I'm like, there's nothing to do if you're not online. Yeah. Nothing. So we'll see. That is also my Two only notes, concern. Uh, bring back the cyborgs. <laughs> <laughs> from from the first game such a, such a weird thing in that yeah. first one the super team who are not as good because their super move is so much harder to pull off yeah. than base characters it's just that super everyone move. can do it is uh, the difference right like yeah. oh yeah so it's like is it really better i don't know bring them back that'd be cool also i will say that uh the intro i'm not a big fan of it i actually didn't watch it yet it it's weird so you you look back at Charge. Charge's intro is so good, mm-hmm. and there's just so much energy. And I I don't I don't see that here. I, I don't know what it is. Like I don't even know how to describe it. Just like character movement movements are fluid to the point of you can watch the characters like deliberately doing things, and it's kind of weird. What? I don't, I don't know. Like what? it. You can, you can see characters doing things. I, I don't... I'll have to watch it. I'll have to watch it after this. I don't know what it is, but the characters... 
they moved too smoothly. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but there was something about that older style that, I don't know, had more character to it. And there was more going on. There was a lot more going on in that original trailer. And it feels like they took a couple of things and then just put it in here and the music's not as hype. So you have to watch it for yourself. It's just kind of, it, I don't know. You you put it up against the first two and something about it's just a little weird. You've heard it here. Frame rates have gotten too good. The characters are they have. too smooth. Sometimes it's not, a, you know, for gameplay, give me the 60 FPS, but sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes the lower frame rate kind of works better for things. Because like when you watch mm-hmm. a movie, it's not at 60. What movies are like 24 frames a second. So yeah. I guess when you watch a cutscene like that, a hype intro video, you're expecting maybe that. So I, I get what you're saying. I think I get what you're saying, but I'll, I want to watch it. You'll have to watch it. Uh, yeah, we can talk about it a, a bit next week. Maybe mention it, see what you think. All right, uh, rumor roundup. We've got a good one. We've got oh a boy. real, we've got two pieces this week. Should I just do one? Should I save one for next week? We can We, we, can, we can get a stale one next week. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll do a stale <laughs> rumor next week. Uh, this one's stale because it came out during our week off. <laughs> Uh, so but gotta love constantly stale. Th- this is pretty good. Uh, Sonic or Sega to share Sonic Frontiers news update soon. So uh, we don't know very much about this game yet. But in the official Sonic live stream, Sega of America's social media manager was asked when more will be revealed and said, "I see a lot of people asking about Sonic Frontiers. We don't have news on Frontiers today, but don't worry. Soon, it's still set to come out this holiday, so we will have news for you this year. Don't worry." And then there was also like a shareholders Sega thing where they were talking about Sonic Origins and then they had like a a graphic that was like the future of the Sonic franchise and it was like Sonic Movie 3, uh, Beyond 2023, uh, Knuckles Show 2023, and then it said Frontiers Holiday 2022. So they are still for confident. If you tell your investors that still, usually delay news comes out before they tell their investors that something's delayed. So to me... I think it's hitting. I, I've been I've been saying all year I think it's for getting better delayed. For worse. But I yeah. now think it's hitting this year. That's what Which we means want. that they gotta start showing stuff off soon. Yes, they do. Oh my god. We gotta We gotta see something this summer. Mm-hmm. There has to be something. Yeah. If we don't see anything this summer, this game is not coming out. Either it's not coming out or it's gonna be a mess when it does guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, I've been getting really, really into the the Sonic comics over the last two weeks or so, um, because I'm writing a I'm writing a story for work kind of about them, and that just motivated me to go back and read all my old ones. But now I'm finally reading the new series, which I I never read. I read the first four issues, didn't think it was super good, and then abandoned it. But I'm now 14 issues in, and it's really good. And it's penned by Ian Flynn, who's writing Sonic Frontiers, which is Dead super Amy. exciting. And Dead Amy. But, yeah, the, the the current Sonic comic series picks up right after the end of Forces. Um, and so it actually makes the Forces story better. And a lot of the things it kind of, like, retroactively inserts into the mix. And it's like, oh, oh like, so I got a, I'm holding up a cover on camera of Metal Sonic, which is a pretty cool cover. But uh, Sonic is talking to Metal Sonic, and he's, like, off working on some other evil plan that's now taking fruition in the comics. And Sonic goes, oh, so that's why I only fought your Mirage during the war instead of actually you, because you fight all the non-actual villains. And so it's just, like, little things like that that make Forces feel slightly better in, in retrospect. So, man, I have total faith in, in Ian Flynn to write this game, because the, the comics is, it's still the best iteration of Sonic's universe 
And when I look at how bad the games are and I'm like, man, why do I like Sonic so much? I was kind of reminded this last week. It's because I read the comics for like a decade growing up and getting back into them has been super fun. And yeah, I'm excited to see where, where the, the Frontier story goes because if it's truly being written by him, it's I think it's going to be really good. Here's open. Yeah. This year. Yeah. This year. This year. This yeah. year. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. And that is it for a rumor roundup. And that is it for the news. All no right. Sports story. Indie World no, came and no went. No sports, sports story. story. No sports story. That game my God. is mega MIA. My God. It was announced two Sorry. and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Baby Court. And then nothing. <laughs> this is where your journey starts. Baby Court and... <laughs> Work is ongoing. You know what would be worse yes. than Rumor Roundup for Frontiers? Sports Story <laughs> Rumor Roundup. Sidebar right, games. Nothing. Just check Sidebar's Twitter. <laughs> to post in nothing. Baby Court. <laughs> a year ago. Yeah, the Rumor Roundup every week is. This is where you start your journey. <laughs> Baby Court. Not even All a rumor. Right. Uh-huh. Well, that's going to do it for this week's news and this week's Rumor Roundup. We don't got a lot of time left, but we have been playing some stuff over the last couple, couple weeks. weeks that we can just absolutely rip through. Um, we've already talked about Nintendo Switch Sports, so we're good on that end. Uh, Kevin, what have you been into? Uh, I know you recently beat a pretty popular game. Forbidden West. It's yes. done. Welcome I enjoyed club. it. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. I saw what you were talking about with the uh, the gameplay thing that they added in at the, at the very end, which is really cool. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I, I put in about 50 hours before I even got to that, which uh, would have been nice if they could have dropped that in a little bit earlier because I think it is really cool. It will be fun if I ever go back and do any of the extra stuff there to be able to do that. But for people that don't, it seems kind of sad to drop that in. Just be like, here you go. All right, you're done. Yeah. Because it was in the second to last quest. But yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I think the gameplay is still great. I think that's where it excels the most is just, you know, fighting the giant robots. I think that that is where it shines the most in terms of its combat of just, you know, searching for weak points and using different arrows for different things. And I, I, that's, that's where it's best. I think the, the story kind of falters a little bit for me. I think that the first game was a little bit more digestible. Just, Mm. I think it just had a, had a smaller scope. And I think it also helped that there was a lot more mystery there to unravel, to keep you going. But here, I feel like it showed its hand a little bit early. I mean, there was there was kind of a, a reveal at the end. Um, but even then, <laughs> it was a little bit unbelievable for me where we're getting to we're getting to the point now where I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah, I agree. So I'm curious how that's going to be pulled off in the next game, because it does set up the next game. And, you know, you see all these news articles of like, oh, yeah, we're doing a trilogy. So I'm very curious how they're going to pull off what they put in at the end of this, at the end of Forbidden West, because I was just sitting there scratching my head. It's like, what is this thing? Kind of an insane amount of jargon, science fiction, mumbo jumbo gets dumped on you in the second half of that game. And I did not like it. I did not like the story. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think the first one was, it just had a smaller scope, you know, it was just like, Oh, you know, world died. And you know, you had, it was it was just a lot more grounded in a in a slightly futuristic reality, whereas mm-hmm. here, you know, it, it's just <laughs> so far forward that it's like, whoa, like mm-hmm. what is happening here? At the very least, I'm curious 
what it all turns into in the next game. But I don't know if that <laughs> if that curiosity is like, wow, I really want to play that, or just like, man, what are they gonna do? What yeah. what is that gonna turn into? <laughs> yeah. But I still think the gameplay is strong, and I'd still play another game in this series at the very least for that gameplay and to see where it all wraps up if it is indeed a trilogy. But I yep. think the story did not hit as well as the first one did for me. But I still enjoyed it. And that was about it. What's next? What's next? Uh, right, I picked so. up Monster Hunter Stories 2. Oh. Um, so cool. I got it for about 30 bucks. So uh, maybe that. Yeah, I... But thinking about Kaito, when Zach was like, oh, yeah, you know, you just plow through it and, you know, it's 30, 40 bucks. I was like, oh, okay. But I'll probably pick that up. Yeah. Probably that. Yeah. Stories, Kaito, and then Strikers when it comes out. The more I see it, the more I'm like, yeah, that's probably going to be a uh, a very much a side thing if there isn't a lot of, uh, of single yeah. player content for me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, probably those two. Okay. Cool. Well, as for me, speaking of the Kaito Files, I did play it after the last show we did. Um, took me a few days. I had like three sessions of two hours long because it was only like a six-hour story um, with no side missions whatsoever, which makes it a little hard to recommend paying $30 for six hours of new content. I really enjoyed the story, and I really like Kaito as a character. Um, so I did enjoy the six hours that I played, but six hours for $30 when the base game, I spent like 20 to 25 hours. I don't know. It just seemed a little hard to swallow, Um, but still good time, uh, even with that lack of content. Um, And I definitely think, you know, Kevin being a super big Yakuza fan, you're you're probably going to want to play it. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Because it's a, I really like the story. I really liked it. Um, And they give... Kaito, two new fighting styles um, that we haven't seen before that are similar to some of Kiryu's styles, but still unique to to Kaito. So those are fun. Um, And then other than that, Switch Sports, I played a little bit more of uh, Dual Destinies. Still don't like it. I'm still on case two. Uh, Logan has said that the cases three through whatever are better. So once I get through case two, it's, yeah, I've been able to plow through a lot of the series pretty quickly but now i've i've kind of been stopped at dual destinies so i gotta pick it back up and hopefully uh plow through it just to get it over with um and then other than that i platinumed elden ring which i thought was gonna be a bigger trial than it actually was um the the scaling wasn't as harsh as i thought it was gonna be with the new game pluses so i was able to go in and beat it a few times with not I've heard much that from a issue. couple of people that yeah. the uh, the scaling isn't anything too crazy. Yeah, it's pretty generous with the difficulty spikes on the new game pluses. So it wasn't as hard as I thought, and I think the platinum's gone just over ten percent. So I'm not the only one that's finding pretty high. it easier. So yeah, for how many people are playing this, that's crazy. High. I know it's it's pretty and crazy for, for a Souls like game too. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that probably jump in that have you know and have not played these games, and they're hard. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty impressive uh, percentage. Yeah, I guess there's just that many dedicated players. <laughs> I know it's pretty crazy to have that dedicated of a fan base um, for a game like this. So, I had a lot of fun though. Um, still playing it even after platinuming it because I'm just trying out new builds and it feels like an entirely different game. So, still a lot of fun. Carry still me playing to the it. end. 
I will carry <laughs> Logan to the end. Uh, yeah, but but that's it for me. Yeah. Logan, what have Logan. you been up to? More Elden Ring. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say real quick that, man, so many people I know, I was talking to Zach about this, are playing Elden Ring that do not play video games that I know. Like, I have a friend who has an Xbox, and if you look at his game shelf, it is Madden and Call of Duty, and that is it. it, it like, a lot wow, of people... Wow, he, he is that, that token yeah. gamer. And that, he, he now he's playing Elden Ring, and he is totally obsessed with it. And it's like, man, the reach of this game is bigger than I ever would have thought. And I thought it was going to yeah. be pretty big. And just, yeah, seeing him, like, we were at a Mariners game together, and he's like, oh, man, I'm playing this game right now called Elden Ring. I'm like, what? Have like, you heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> man, that was just, it was just crazy. Yeah. But I'm still playing Elden Ring. I mean, I was I was gone for uh, over a week, so I didn't have any games with me. Um, and then last thing I'll share is I got the Min Min Amiibo. Oh, so good. It is very right. good. It is it is a very good one. So it came out same day as Switch quality. Sports. Steve and Alex delayed because of production issues. I mean, it's just such a complicated design. I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Min Min's a good one. But yeah, that's it for me. Looking to get back into Elden Ring uh, now that I'm back home. Great. I will carry you carry to me. the best of my ability. <laughs> I think that's it for what end. we've been playing. All right. No to this week. There was a lot of uh, of news to get through since we were off for a little while. And, you know, spending time staring at the screen, waiting for Sports mm. Story to inevitably not show up. <laughs> Here's hoping that it shows up at whatever Nintendo has this summer. I feel like it's big enough that it warrants some sort of appearance at whatever they're their showcases for the summer. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. But man. Hopefully. It's been a while. This it is, is uh, getting pretty disgusting at this point. It's been two and a half <laughs> yeah, years without since little, without little we hear about it. It's just so funny that they posted like three things on Twitter and it's like, was there a plan for more and you just stopped or yeah. was that it? Yeah. <laughs> I hope we'll, I hope we'll, we'll see it soon. Any other final thoughts before we wrap up for this week? Sonic Frontiers. Can't wait. This year. This year. This year. I don't know. What is that game going to be? I know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting more hyped for it. I'm, I'm starting to fall into the old pitfalls. I'm getting too excited <laughs> yep. for the next Sonic game. I just want to see that first gameplay reveal and be like, Me what too. is this? Me because we really too. haven't seen anything. I'm, I'm very curious how it's going to run. Like, yeah. on Switch. Just in general, if it is like, yeah, it's on Switch and um, just open world. What is that going to be like? Breaking news. <laughs> Switch, PS4, Xbox One versions of Sonic Frontiers canceled. Canceled. They couldn't gotta, do it. We got <laughs> to focus on those next gens. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll see. All right. That's going to do it for us on this week's episode of Ode to Games. We're here on Thursdays or Fridays. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Games.com For the audio version, YouTube at Ode to Games has the video version. You can check it out there. We're on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send an email to odegamescast at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.